Hello and welcome to the New to Canada podcast, the show that shares honest, real-life stories and insider info from internationals living in Canada. I am your host, Kate Malcolm, and I made the big move from England to Canada in 2017 after falling in love with a Canadian. Since then, I've launched the Newcomer Collective, home of this podcast, as well as the New to Canada Academy, the step-by-step online video course that guides you through everything you need to build a new life in Canada that you love. You can learn more at thenewcomercollective.com. Join me on this show as I chat with fellow newcomers and learn all about where they are from in the world, why they chose Canada as their new home, and the lessons they've learnt along the way. It's great to have you. This episode's guest is Ashley from Glasgow, Scotland, who moved to Burlington, Ontario in 2019. Ashley's first child, her son Brody, was born in the UK, and then her second child, her daughter Mirren, was just recently born here in Canada. As she's experienced both, Ashley is here to highlight the differences that she's noticed between the UK's National Health Service versus the Canadian healthcare system when you are having a baby, as well as her experience raising a young family here away from loved ones back home. I think if you were to think about everything that you were leaving, especially family and friends, you would never go anywhere. You would never do anything. So it's different once you start having a family of your own and that's your wee unit. Like they become your, they're your people and they're your main priority. Um, And I do think as well, like I do sometimes go, oh, Brody, like his little friends are talking about his gran or, and he's like, well, my gran's in Scotland or my grandpa's in Scotland or... It's not nice to think about, but ultimately I feel like we have, we've made the best decision for them to have the best life. So, yeah. Together, we chat about the Canadian cost of living, what it's like having a Scottish accent here in Canada, and what you can expect throughout pregnancy in Canada, from choosing your hospital and caregiver all the way to postpartum care. Let's start the show. Hello, Ashley. How's it going? Uh, good, good, good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I was just saying to you before, you are officially the first guest that I'm recording in our brand new house. So we'll see if this closet lives up to the old one that I was using. <laughs> <laughs> I feel privileged. <laughs> Everyone always laughs when I post my like podcast studio photos because it's literally just me with my laptop on a plastic tub in my closet. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's the best for sound quality. What can there I There you go. <laughs> Keeping it real. That's the most important thing. <laughs> <laughs> Is baby sleeping well? She's sleeping well, yes. She's just gone down for a nap. So hubby is on wake up duty if she does wake up we're all good we're all good we'll have a second little podcast guest that's fine (laughs) (laughs) you got me up earlier than usual this morning to to prep for this interview so yeah we had to squeeze you in with the nap schedule but um yeah I better get used to it myself because uh yeah I don't even know if you know I'm in my third trimester (gasps) no I didn't know oh congratulations (laughs) thank you actually I don't even know if I've said it on the podcast yet I think if you if you don't follow me on Instagram you won't know so yeah I've kept that one quiet <laughs> how are you feeling yeah it's good it's it's gone really quick and then everyone always tells you that the third trimester is like agonizingly slow but we'll see so when are you actually due end of may <gasps> exciting exciting i think that's really good timing because i don't know how i would deal with like having a newborn in minus 20 in canada when no one wants to do anything no one comes to see you i feel like that would just be such a different experience because we've said it before on the show like in canada it's a completely different country in the summer it's like did i move like <laughs> everyone's just suddenly a whole new different person and everyone wants to do stuff and everyone's everything's going on so yeah i'm looking forward to going to parks and having a little baby in the summer so (laughs) that's cute yeah so we had our first in Scotland and he Mm. was born at the end of September so like autumn so you so you were always bundling up going for walks and then our daughter was born in mid-June here so again it was for me it was like the opposite I'm like oh my god is she warm (laughs) like she's too warm is she too hot uh I was my mindset was just so used to Brody, like in Scotland in the cold. I was like, oh, I don't have fans and Aww. keeping her in the shade. And 
Um, but it was nice. It was nice. But I felt like because they're newborns, you you spend a lot of time in, indoors because you're too scared to take them out in the heat because it's so hot. Right. So, oh, geez. Well, we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I remember I, when I first moved here, I was looking after Isaac, my husband's um, nephew. He was only a few months old. And, you know, when you take them out of the car and it's minus 20 out and their little newborn face is just like, oh, like they just have this shocked look on their face. And you're like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You like run into the building. Bless their little hearts. I know. And you have to get all these blankets that fit in with the car seat and this, you can wrap them up and then you've got three more blankets on top and then the cosy thing that goes over. And yeah, it's wild. <laughs> well, it's all exciting. It's all That's exciting. very exciting. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so you have two kids. You had one in Scotland and you had one in Canada. That's so that's so interesting. Um, we'll definitely chat about that, I think. We can compare the experiences. That's really, really cool, especially because yeah. I've never done it myself and I'm a about to do it and I know a lot of people are asking me as well about you know sharing my journey in Canada through pregnancy so now we have someone that's gone through all of the stages so yeah really cool yeah it was even different like going through pregnancy in the UK like dealing with the NHS and then going through pregnancy here and it's kind of just different setups so yeah, it was Amazing. quite interesting to kind of experience both. Yeah, really cool. Because I don't know, I'm never going to experience the UK side. So, I know. Yeah, really cool. <laughs> so before we do that, though, let's chat about Scotland. You know, you are from Glasgow. Um, I Glasgow. only just went to Scotland for the very first time last year. And that was for my Hindu. <laughs> naturally, oh, in the capital city of Edinburgh. And um, yeah, oh my gosh, I loved it. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I would say Glasgow's better, but I mean, I'm biased. Yeah. <laughs> so, but Edinburgh's okay too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the perfect example of having like all these incredible countries literally on my doorstep and never taking advantage of it when I lived in England. It drives me crazy. So, I feel like there's just, there's parts of Scotland as well. You just took it for granted when you were there that I haven't even seen. There's probably people over here that have seen more of Scotland than I have. Um, which is pretty depressing but I also think that when you live in Glasgow and you've got the rain and the grey and the damp all the time when you've got when you've got a chance to go on holiday you're going to Spain you're going to Greece (laughs) like you're not paying thousands of pounds to go up north where it's going to rain kind of thing you didn't really appreciate like the scenery and the history and everything when you were there so Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so true. We definitely like our European holidays, don't we? <laughs> yeah, I've seen a lot of Europe and I'm glad I got to see a lot of Europe because I think it's kind of harder to do when you're in Canada. It's way more expensive, especially when you've got two kids, like a family of four, they going to Europe. So whereas it used to be mm. so easy to just jump on an easy jet flight and go wherever you wanted, just even for the weekend. So I'm glad I did that. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, for those who may not know, I'm sure you all do, but Scotland is part of the United Kingdom and covers the the northern third of the island of Great Britain. So we're neighbours. Um, and yeah, I should mention that there are a lot of Scots who would like Scotland to be an independent country. We will not go into the politics of that today. We'll keep it nice and friendly. But uh, yeah, I do see that happening at some point in the future, right? I hope it would happen. I was yeah. a yeah. I was a yes mm-hmm. back um, back with the referendum, um, and yeah, I would hope that it would happen. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. So yeah, tell us all about Glasgow. You know, were you born and raised there? Um, what was it like? Yeah, born in Glasgow. Um, kind of moved about kind of different areas of Glasgow, growing up in the kind of the outskirts, primarily the west end of Glasgow. I went to school in the West End of Glasgow, primary school and high school, um, moved a bit further out to, I'll mention places in case people are listening, they're from here and they get excited. Um, <laughs> but I used to live in um, Duntoker, which is near Clyde Bank, which is in Western Bartonshire, which is kind of on the outskirts of Glasgow. Moved back to the West End, lived in Broomhill, um, and then my parents, well, my step, my mum and my stepdad, moved out to North Lanarkshire um, to a little village called Billiter. So I lived there as well um, and met, then met my husband and we moved in together and he was from Renfrewshire. All his family were in Renfrewshire, so we moved in together in Paisley. Um, so we've got kind of 
um, a lot of connections to Paisley, which is just outside Glasgow again. Um, it's a it's a town just outside Glasgow too. But I would say I'm Glaswegian. Like a lot of my time has been spent in Glasgow. Worked in Glasgow. Would go out in Glasgow, socialise in Glasgow. So, yeah. Yeah. That's one of the things I was going to say that I know that the cities in Scotland or probably the small villages and towns too, that there's the nightlife and the live music and there's so much always going on, right? I think a lot of, it's the same in England, it's the same in Ireland, like all the people that come to Canada do miss that, I know for for sure. Yeah, definitely. It's, um, it's a different vibe and um, we live in Burlington um, in Ontario, which is about 50 minutes drive east of Toronto, kind of towards Hamilton. And it's smaller, much smaller than Glasgow as a city. It's a city, but I would say it's probably more around the size of kind of Aberdeen. Um, mm-hmm. So there's like a downtown area, which is kind of the equivalent to like the city centre or whatever. But it's so small in comparison to what I'm used to. So that's <laughs> that's a change that you have to get used to. But again, <clears throat> maybe in my 20s, I would be like, oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I'm going to last mm-hmm. here. But as you get older, like I'm 40 now, like your priorities change. I've got two young kids. It's it's nice. It's a nice place to bring up children. There's so much to do for them. And that's yes. what it's all about. Like my four-year-old son, like he's got a better social life than me. So <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, and he's probably ice skating and like doing all the things already. And it's like, oh my God, I, I'm just so uncoordinated and I didn't do any sports growing up. And it's just so different over here, isn't it? For the yeah. kids. He's, he does so many activities. He literally wakes up every morning and says, Mum, what am I doing after school today? And I'm like, nothing. We're just going to rest today. Yeah. But yeah, he does gymnastics and swimming and skating and soccer in the summer. Like oh, no. Football, obviously. But I, I, that's what I find myself doing that now as well. Like, I see the Canadian words. Oh, yeah. Which I said at the beginning, I was never, ever going to do that. I was like, no, it's a pavement. I will never say sidewalk. Yeah. Um, but now I have to because then Brody doesn't understand what I'm saying. He's so Canadian. He's got like a little Canadian accent. He's like, no, mom, it's garbage. Mom, M-O-M. You're going to get those like cards from school that say M-O-M on them. And I always joke like, I'm going to send those back. Like, this is incorrect. Like, I'm M-U-M. Drives me crazy. I say to my (laughs) husband, I'm like, I need to celebrate Mother's Day in March. And I need a card that says M-U-M. So he, yeah. yeah. So he has to go to like the British shops to buy them. (laughs) Oh yeah, I'm going to be exactly the same way. And it's so true about the the language. I was the same. I was like, oh, that's so weird. I say garage now. Like, who am I? That's disgusting. I don't do that. I still say garage, (laughs) and I still get like completely slagged off for it by like my Canadian friends. But and they imitate you, and you're like, that's that's what it is. Garage. Yeah, because I was going to talk about languages and accents because obviously um, for me as, you know, I've got this like Queen's English voice going on and, and even me, I have these times where people don't understand me or I have to repeat myself or even just the fact that they're just so excited to hear my accent and they, you know, they're like, oh my God, I love your accent. It's like such a thing. Um, so I'm interested how your experience has been with a Scottish accent. Obviously yours is very mild. We're not talking about, you know, the Highlands or anything. I can only imagine for some people, but um, yeah, how has your experience been in Canada? And there's also like, you would go to parts of Glasgow and you would really struggle to understand them. There's a lot of slang that's used in Glasgow. So my husband, he says he thinks I'm like posh Glasgow. I don't know. (laughs) Um, So some people have struggled. You have to kind of repeat yourself. Um, But they do. They they ultimately, they love it. Oh, I love your accent. Oh, say this again. Say that again. You do get a very kind of good and warm kind of response generally. So that's always nice, I guess. But it can be like irritating, especially like drive throughs Oh, you're just repeating yourself over and over again. And then my husband, he's from Glasgow as well. Like him and Brody were born in the same hospital in Paisley, but his parents moved to South Africa when he was younger. So he grew up in South oh, wow. Africa. So he has this muddled Glasgow South African accent. So he hates going to Tim Hortons. Like it's like an ordeal for him. Um, <laughs> and for the server too. They're like, what? What did you? Oh, oh I, mean, I don't know what to that's, say. It's so multicultural here though. Like you must get, yeah. you must get all sorts of, 
different accents. But yeah, it's um, it can be quite funny. But yes, there's a lot of people, even when I'm on, like, obviously, we've kind of gone to, to Zoom calls a lot in the past few years and with work and I'm having to speak. And you can see, like, the quizzical looks, like, people are trying to understand you. And Do people guess where you're from and they guess it, like, wildly incorrectly? Or I think it's pretty obvious, the Scottish accent. For me, I get Australia all the time. And really? A lot of English people, yeah, get that. Like, oh, where in Australia are you from? Very wow. strange. I know. It's, so. I, I guess for us, we're like, oh, it's so obvious. I don't know. But yeah. no, I have been mistaken for Irish and English, which I mean, I'll be honest, it's not, I've not been happy Dangerous about it. Dangerous territory, yeah. guys. Don't um, guess with a Scot. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I definitely not English. Like, no offense. But, um, <laughs> and I have to explain. I'm like, that's like us asking if you're American. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> not gonna go down well for sure (laughs) I've seen um I love the Scottish language do you speak the do you speak Scots or Scottish Gaelic Gaelic? no no No. (laughs) only at New Year I would sing like old Lang Syne (laughs) yeah all right perfect yeah because I've seen those videos before of people showing their Harry Potter books because you know it was printed in Scots language there's an edition in Scots oh wow and it's so cool it's like because it, it's it's basically still in English, right? But there's just differences in spelling and the names of things have been changed. So, um, yeah, for example, you know, it, I told her Tay Sit Dune. So it's like T-A-E, Tay Sit Dune is D-O-O-N. So stuff like that is just so interesting to read through because you do understand it as you read it and it just makes you have a Scottish accent. So, <laughs> And there's probably people in like Glasgow that would say that as well that would just be the way that they came like I would oh, I tell her to sit down or tell her to sit, sit down, down or yeah it was just that's how <laughs> they would speak generally um but I guess I just yeah pronounce it a bit more so um yeah yeah uh-huh and Quidditch Quidditch is bismbo bismbo so anyway fun fact you've just said words that I just do not understand is this Harry Potter because I've never read yeah. Harry Potter <laughs> that's amazing yeah I always find as well that in Canada, they really focus on their roots because I was reading up, I get it a lot where it's like, oh, my great, great grandmother was from England. But for for the Scottish people, it's even more so because um, I just want to read this out. The Scots are among the first Europeans to establish themselves in Canada and are the third largest ethnic group in the country. So there's nearly 5 million Canadians um, or 14% of the population list themselves as being of Scottish origin. Like, isn't that crazy? That doesn't surprise me because I do feel like most people that I speak to will tell me that they have like a Scottish great-grandmother or something. They're <laughs> yeah, somehow Scottish. Like, yeah, that, does, that doesn't surprise me at all. And then you've got places like, um, well, obviously there's Nova Scotia, which is New mm, Scotland. New Scotland. Yep, and there's there's like places in Nova Scotia. There's a Glasgow in Nova Scotia. If you go and look on the map, just Google map Nova Scotia, there's just like so many. I've done that just when I'm bored. Um, there's just yeah. so many street names that are Scottish. There's like, yeah. and I feel like even areas like Hamilton, there's a Hamilton in Scotland. I'm going to just, London, so obviously, but that's that's England. But I just feel like there's so many names now. Um, and it's, it's in from Scotland, like Brodie's School is on a street called Berwick Drive, but it's B-E-R-W-I-C-K. So everybody here pronounces it Berwick. And I'm like, Berwick. it's a silent <laughs> W, it's Berwick. There's Berwick no. upon Tweed. Well, the nearest um, kind of city to me where I live is Peterborough. If you can even wash your ears out after I've said that. <laughs> Scar- Scar- yeah, Scarborough in, in Toronto. Scarborough, yeah. Peterborough. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, funny. there's just that all the names are are from the UK, really, aren't they? It's just and there's obviously um one of I actually work with a guy, and he lives in Caledonia, which is like the Gaelic word for Scotland. Like I actually have, I don't know if you can see, but there's this is a it's back to front, but that's there's a song called Caledonia, and it's oh. all about Scotland. Um, so I was saying to him, you know that you live in you essentially live in Scotland. And again, I would Google mapped it and every single street name is from Scotland. So that's obviously where one of the first settlers came and they're, yeah. I'm calling it Caledonia. And I'm sure Ka- there's Caledon as well, which is just, um, which is in like Peel. Um, that's obviously got Scottish roots too. There's just, yeah, it, that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, it's so funny they came over here and then they didn't, 
they weren't creative to to think of new names. They were like, this could just be the, the London. This this one's just going to be Manchester. It's fine. Like we'll just call it Manchester. Like, it's so funny. But yeah, no, I I do like how how important it is to them to to know where they came from. I think that's really cool because there is no such thing as Canadian, right? And unless you're Indigenous or Inuit, exactly. Then, you know, so everyone else, you know, it's it's really cool. And my husband, his whole family is his dad's side's all Scottish. So they went to Scotland and they actually did the trip and they tracked down some old relatives. And yeah, I think oh, it's that's cool. Like, that's amazing. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, well, actually, the reason, the, probably the reason that we ended up in Burlington, well, not probably, the actual reason we ended up in Burlington is because my grand's sister and brother both emigrated over here in, like, the 70s. So I've got family in Burlington, and I've spent my whole life visiting Burlington. I spent my first birthday here. Oh, wow. So when I met my husband, and he was back living in Glasgow, having lived in South Africa, he'd always kind of had this notion that maybe... He'd like to try somewhere else. I was like, well, let's, I'll take you to Canada and see what you think. And I brought him over here on holiday and he loved it. And that's when we started the process. And I just knew that if we were going to get here, then I didn't want to be far away from my family. I've got cousins here. So that's how we ended up in Burlington is because my relatives back in the 70s made that trip over. Oh, nice. And you, so that means you kind of knew people when you first got here too, which is really nice. So you didn't land completely by yourselves Mm -hmm. and you'd been here before and you'd kind of scouted different things out and you kind of knew what you were getting yourself into, which is cool. Yeah. I mean, I I will say like Burlington is really expensive, like Canada in general is really expensive, but it's, it's an expensive city. Like I think it's like always like voted like one of the top cities to like raise children and it's one of the safest cities in Canada and all that jazz so um it's expensive yeah it was interesting when I was in England one of my friends was just moaning and moaning about the grocery prices in the UK and she was like you know I had to pay like two pounds for a pack of peppers and I was like if only girl like I'm paying like eight dollars for a pack of peppers so it's just really funny how you know everyone's obviously that's a struggle if that's any kind of inflation if you're not not prepared for it but yeah in Canada things are definitely more expensive especially for food at the moment so that was I I honestly think that we actually probably didn't do as much research around all of that than we should have because when we landed Brody was like 14 months old and we went to like Walmart and we were looking at like the price of nappies and I'm like, oh Oof. my God, <laughs> everything's so expensive. So you kind of like, we were used to just going to like Asda or near the end we did like Aldi. We had an Aldi beside us. And um, so again, we kind of had to do that. You have to figure out here, there's lots of different supermarkets. There's like the top range grocery stores, mm. the nice ones, like 13 O's and and then there's the, and, and then yeah. there's ones that are kind of lowered down that were cheaper, like no frills. And we've had to really like figure out what's best for this and what's best for that. And so it's not really like just you go to Asda and you do your full shop. You have yeah. to, yeah. So it's yes, yeah, it's, it's expensive. It is expensive, but it's worth it because we just have the kind of lifestyle here, and the kids, and especially Brody. He just has the kind of lifestyle here that he would just never, ever have in Glasgow. Like, it just mm. rains all the time. It's just it's just yeah. damp and grey. And <laughs> I even said, um, so t- we, we moved here in 2019 in November. So it was literally just before COVID and the world went crazy. But uh, we moved here because Steph was offered. We said, if one of us gets offered a job, we'll go. And Steph, right. my husband, was offered a job. So we came. So it was just me and Brody for, like, the first couple of months just exploring without a car so we're getting out in the pram and walking about in minus 10 like oh my god (laughs) um but even I I always say this to people that first winter that I was here I saw more sunshine in that first winter than I saw in the summer in Glasgow yeah I know it's so hard to explain that to people because my mum and dad they've never experienced those temperatures and they like it, there's so much horror in their face like even imagining like oh my god minus 20 that sounds like hell but I try and explain to them like it actually doesn't feel as cold as England sometimes because England's damp and it's gray and it's like kind of wet in your face and it's just 
Yeah, in Canada, I totally agree. Like you have that, it's so much better for your mental health. Like you have the blue skies that are open above you and the sun's out. Um, but I always laugh because those kind of days trick you because you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh my God, it's a beautiful day. And they're always the coldest, the coldest ones trick you. Yeah, your sunglasses on, you're like, I need my sunglasses. And then you're like, but that's the thing as well. Like see, as long as you dress appropriately, like you layer up, you've got your hat, you've got your gloves, you've got your scarf, you've got your snow boots. Like there's things here that you have to buy that you would just never even think about in the UK. Um, but we've spent a lot of time outside in the winter just enjoying the snow and going for walks and going to parks and it's more to do because you have the snow and there's more activities on as well it's not just gray and yeah (laughs) it's it's, yeah and it's hard to explain that to people here they're like so what's the weather like in in scotland and you're like there's not that like big range of temperatures Mm, seasons it's like a 10 degree range (laughs) it could be 10 degrees in the middle of winter and it could be 10 degrees in the height of summer like right (laughs) (laughs) so I love that you just came with your your toddler and was scoping out the place um this toddler had he been to Canada before yeah so Brodie was born in Scotland so when so we started the process we came here on holiday in like 2015 and we started the process then and we got accepted as like permanent residents when I was pregnant with Brodie so we had to actually come here for a holiday and like land as permanent residents whilst I was pregnant with him. I was like 16 weeks pregnant with him. So the first oh, time wow. he came was when we moved and we were living here. So, and that was November 2019. And I'd always said I wanted to have my first baby in Scotland and I wanted to have that first year in Scotland, like with my family and the support system. And because that's also another really hard thing is the whole it takes a village to raise a child and you don't really have that when you're an immigrant you don't really have that village so you don't have kind of grandparents and you've got two kids and you need to worry about babysitters and things like that so uh, I'm glad I had that year um in Scotland with Brodie and then we're here now with the the two of them so was it a really was it a long process to get the PR for as a family because I can only imagine I think you know as an individual just normal working person it was challenging enough as it is and so to think you know you have dependents and you're coming with a spouse as well um yeah what did it look like so it was actually only the two of us that that were accepted as PRs myself and my husband because Rodi wasn't born yet when we got accepted so he had we had to basically um register him as like a PR when we arrived when he was 14 Ah. months um so that took a bit longer so he was here he wasn't permanent resident and then COVID hit in the March and then everything slowed down so it took a bit of a a bit of a while for him to get his PR card so there's things like he didn't have um OHIP so he didn't, which is the equivalent for of like NHS kind of healthcare. Your yeah. healthcare, yeah, your kind of um, your healthcare. So he didn't have that. So and he actually arrived here with the worst cough ever oh, that no. he'd had since the summer, basically. And he was, we were just getting fobbed off and fobbed off by the NHS. And we came to a doctor here, and we're like, we don't have OHIP for him, and. Um, he was really good. He was like, I'm not going to charge you anything until he gets Aww. his PR. So that was amazing. And he ended up having pneumonia. We sent him straight for a, a lung x-ray and he ended up having pneumonia. And I was wow. really, do you know what? I was really angry because I was like, yeah. what would it have taken for the NHS to make that decision? And I guess that's that's the difference in healthcare as well. I'll never bash the NHS because it's an amazing thing. Uh, but obviously there's just so much kind of like budget restraints with it. Whereas here you've got the you've got OHIP, which is kind of backed up with like health insurance that you would get through your work and stuff. So I just feel like here doctors aren't constantly thinking about budget restraints. So they're like, he's got a cough, send him for an X-ray, and he had pneumonia. And especially here, since, especially since COVID, I think the healthcare that we've got here is so much better. Yeah, that's mm. kind of that's been our experience anyway. Yeah, it's kind of like a happy middle ground between the UK and the USA, I always think, because you've got, you know, the UK, which is, you know, fully 
yeah, like you said, budgeted and there's so many restrictions in place. And then you've got the USA, which is, you know, privatized and I would never want to live there for that reason. It's terrifying. No. Um, but then, yeah. So in Canada, you've kind of got like a middle ground in a way where it's insurance based kind of, but it's publicly funded as well. And, um, yeah, yeah that's absolutely. So absolutely. Yeah. So, so yeah, that was like our first experience of, of the healthcare here and it was great. So yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So when you first moved here then, um, and yeah, you had a little one with you and you said, you know, it takes a village to raise a family and you had that first year with him. And then obviously you were in a global pandemic. So, you know, you went from having normal life in Scotland and all this support and then you just got landed in, was it Burlington straight away you landed in? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We actually stayed with my cousin for a few weeks before we got our own place. So we stayed there for like three or four weeks with my family and then we got our own little apartment and um, just a couple of neighborhoods along from them and we're still in that same neighborhood we're in a kind of bigger townhouse now but yeah it was tough because Steph had his job I was then applying for jobs and I actually got a job a week before lockdown so the, there was the chat of COVID I do remember us chatting oh what is this coronavirus I wonder yeah. what this is but I was offered a job and then I had to get Brody into a nursery. I had to get a car to be able to start my job to go into the office, obviously. Um, and I was, so Brody started nursery. I got a car, went into the office and one week later, lockdown. And I was like, and I was so excited as well. Like, so excited to meet new people and speak to adults again during the day. And then one week later, I was back at the dining room table, like, <laughs> yeah I always I yeah I was fortunate enough I moved here in 2017 so I had those years before to really experience Canada as Canada but I've speak to so many people that moved at that crucial time where you know it must be so hard to just not think that Canada sucks like you know oh my god Canada sucks but it's not Canada it's the pandemic and it's the same everywhere but I can only imagine how that would affect the whole adjustment period and and your whole thought about the country and it's not going to work out because yeah yeah so many people are like and do you enjoy it do you feel like you've made the right decision and I'm like well we moved really like, right now <laughs> yeah we moved like five months before we had a few months of being able to explore and then the world shut down so it's kind of hard to know but I think now that we've kind of come out of it a bit more yeah we are but there was kind of like pros and cons for um for COVID for us and moving in that time because Never in a million years did I think that I would be moving across the world and then the world would shut down and I wouldn't be able to have visitors or see my family or be able to go home. Mm. So that was really, I've, I, I was really homesick. That really affected me. But then on the other hand as well, and my husband would say this as well, he's like, at least we're not missing out on anything in Scotland because nobody can do anything either. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like we're not missing out on like gatherings or parties yeah, yeah. or because everyone's yeah. stuck in the house too. But then they did kind of open up earlier, which is when I started to struggle more because we were still so locked down in Canada. And then I was seeing my friends right. and family like slowly doing things together. And, and you just kind of felt a bit bitter towards Canada towards the end. I was like, oh, why aren't totally. they opening up too? And obviously there's so much involved in those decisions. But for me, I was just comparing it and they did open up a lot sooner, which was hard for me. But um, yeah. And then, yeah. and then we would go back into our lockdowns in the winter. And then at one point I was like, is that it then? Are we literally just going to lock down every single every. winter? Is this going to be our life? And thankfully that's not happened. Um, but yeah, strange times, very strange times and very strange times to be moving countries. But yeah. there you go. You got through it. Everyone got through it. It's a Thank story. Gosh. What a crazy story. Exactly. <laughs> to tell our great our grandchildren or yeah. Crazy, crazy time we lived through. But, also um, just crazy to tell people like Brody, because Brody will never remember that. Like, yeah. like you lived through that. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. So now we're safely post-pandemic. Have you have you managed to travel much of Canada or have you just hunkered down in Burlington and, and kind of travelled Ontario a little bit? What? How much exploration of Canada? Ontario, probably, yeah. And we like to, we actually like to cross the border and go to, and go to like Niagara Falls, New York and do our yeah. shopping and go to Buffalo. And you might not know this, but you probably do, but I'm so excited about it. They are opening up a Primark 
A um, Primark. I just Buffalo. saw that this morning. <laughs> I'm so excited. It's in Buffalo though, right? In the US yeah. side? It's yeah. in Buffalo. It's in um, it's in a mall in Buffalo. And we went a few weeks ago and there's like a recruitment centre. And I was like walking in going, hi guys, give me an exact date. And I was <laughs> yeah. having this big conversation with the Primark employees. I'm so excited. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. I haven't really done that shopping trip. And that seems crazy to me because I've heard so many amazing things about Target, which Target. it used to be in the Canada and then it's still just in the US. It's just in the US now, but... I feel like people talked up Target to me because I was like, Target, it's going again, it's going to be like Primark, it's going to be so good. And then I was walking and going, okay, I mean, yes, it's better than some of the stores here, but it's not Primark. I mean, absolutely not. Um, Yeah, yeah, I really miss the UK shops. I really miss them. I still order from Next and get it shipped over. Like I just, Marks and Spencer and oh, my earphones just falling out. Um, I really miss the stores and it's funny the things that you miss like just some of the food and it was really funny when we were in England a few weeks ago my husband went into what was that shop that he went into it was so random um it was new like look. an urban planet oh new, is it new, new look no I think it was River Island River Island <laughs> And that's why I was saying, I was like, it's like the urban planet of the UK, like River Island. So yeah, it was River Island. It was so funny. I was like, of all the stores I I would think that you would bond with, I didn't, I wouldn't have guessed River Island, but he loved it. Men's River Island. There you go. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's so funny. Like even because obviously, so there's H&M, H&M's over here too. Yeah. And H&M, like, I think, I mean, I barely shop for myself now. Once you have kids, just to warn you, you're never going to buy yourself an outfit again. Like you're just okay. going to, yeah, it's just, you just buy for the kids. And H&M would have been one of, like, my last places to go for kids in the UK. And now I'm like, oh, let's try try H&M. And even then, I'm still, like, really disappointed. I'm like, oh, God, it's not. Do you know what I really miss? I miss going into Asda. Asda, buying your milk and then buying, like, a three-pack of, like, skinny joggies for Brodie. Like, you just don't get that here. Walmart is not the same. It's the boys' clothes here. Do you know if you're having a boy or a girl, actually? No, no, we're leaving it a you surprise. Don't so good, we'll you've see. done it the UK way, and you've not found out. That's good. I know. I feel like it's way more a thing in the UK to just not find out. But here, I'm like, people are so shocked. They're like, "How can you do that? Oh my god! How can you plan. not know and not be organised?" And I know. I'm like, I don't need to know. I like that. I feel like I'm holding out for that moment where it's such an intense day, and then you have that moment where it's like, "This is your son," or "This is your daughter." And I was speaking to my cousin, um, and he was saying he just had a baby boy and he was like it's like your whole future just suddenly appears in front of you you're like oh I have a son so it's like that whole future of having a son just appears in that moment and I'm yeah I'm really looking forward to it so and who cares like paint a wall blue or paint a wall pink like I'll paint it green it's fine (laughs) I liked grey anyway for a wall so and just then accent colours so whatever Um, and I always kind of used to say because we never found out with either like as as an adult you 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 rarely get a genuine lovely surprise do you as an adult yeah right and that's what you're that's what you're going to get with that like you're going to be happy either way it's going to be a nice surprise like you don't get surprises when you're adults so just terrified though with every scan you're just like I don't want to know don't by, the way, by the way I don't want to know by the way don't say anything <laughs> actually when I went to my 20 week scan with Mirren she said do you want to know the sex and I was like no and then I'm like why can you tell and she's like yeah and I'm like uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. So Good what's her name you were saying before we hit record? And I think it's so beautiful. Oh, her name's Mirren. So it's um, like Helen Mirren, um, the oh, actress, nice. which most UK people will know. And I thought that would be a good reference over here. Um, but not a lot of Canadians know who Helen Mirren is either. So I'm constantly right. having to explain her name. Um, but Aww. it's spelled M-I-R-I-N. It's actually the patron saint of Paisley, which is um, the town that we lived in, the patron saint of St Mirren. And the football team from Paisley is also called St Mirren, but that's spelled like Helen Mirren. So her name's after the patron saint. But like I just said, we didn't find out with either. So we'd had that name chosen for Brody if he was a girl. Obviously, he wasn't, so his name was Brody. There's also a park in Paisley called Brody Park, so his spelling is B R O D I E. So they've both got links to Paisley, which is nice. Um, mm. But when she came out and she was a girl, my husband was like, I still really like Mirren. 
And I'm like, I just don't think that's going to translate well over here. <laughs> like, I right. just think she's going to spend the rest of her life having to explain that. And um, yes, going to like mummy classes and you're having to explain it and they're like, Miriam? Like, like they, they don't get it. Oh, it's just, it's been quite exhausting. But at least they pronounce it the same with their accent. Because that's the one thing that I have in my head where it's like there's some names that I really like, like Harry, for example. But there's no way that I can call my son Harry because in Canada they say hairy, like hairy chest. I'm like, I'm not going to have a son that's like hairy, hairy chest, like (laughs) hairy. (laughs) So you have to kind of have the accent in it too, whereas like Mirren's the... the Well, when I say Mirren, like, so I I say our name's Mirren. And because I'm obviously Scottish, I roll my R's a lot more. Mirren. They then feel like they have to say her name the way that I'm saying it. So they put on this weird Scottish accent to say her name. And I'm like, no, just say it in your accent. Just say it in your accent. Yeah. It's like, Mirren? You can, you can say your oh. way. That's fine. <laughs> it used to be funny as well because with Brodie, I, I would think Brodie's quite a... The, like B-R-O-D-Y is quite popular in America, I would yeah. think. So it was funny when... Um, when we were in the daycares and you weren't allowed to go in after COVID and you'd have to stand there in your mask and see who you were there to pick up. Oh, and I'd always no. go, Brody? What? Brody? Brody? And then end up having to go, Brody? And you were Brody? <laughs> Just so they could understand My child me. Brody, I'm coming for him. <laughs> oh my God. like, oh, Brody. Well. Yeah, Brody. So oh, I've not got the, the Canadian accent down with Mirren yet. I can't, I can't quite get it. So. Mirren? Mirren? Mirren, yeah. Mirren? <laughs> so, oh <my> yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, let's jump in just for the last portion of the show. Is I want to hear about the UK versus Canada experience of birth. I think that's so Ooh. interesting. Um, yeah, how was the pregnancy, like differences that you noticed, um, the birth, anything you can share with us? Because that's, yeah, what can we expect if you're going to be giving birth in Canada and you're used to the UK ways both are great both are amazing I've not had any I didn't have any bad experiences loved my doctor I had a an obstetrician in the UK I mm-hmm. loved him and I had an obstetrician here loved her um I guess though with the NHS because I guess it's based on your address you're then told like what hospital you're going to deliver in kind of thing so you're just you don't have a choice in the hospital right. that you're going to deliver in um, in the UK because it's all kind of automated through the NHS. You just get sent your letters, your appointments at this time, it's at that time, be here kind of thing, and you just follow it along. Whereas here, I was like phoning my, my GP, my family doctor, I'm pregnant, I've done a pregnancy test, like what's the next steps? And it's all like requisition forms here and I'll give you a requisition form for a scan and you have to book it and you have to phone up this different place to book it, the ultrasound place. And for your bloods, you have to phone up this place to get your bloods taken. And it's, and it's, so in that sense, it was very different. Um, Having gone through the pregnancy where everything's kind of done for you and you just show up to, um, you're kind of having to do a bit more legwork, I guess. Yeah. Because I found that too, like when, because I didn't have, this is my first pregnancy. So when they were giving me those requisition forms and then the doctor was saying like, oh, you can just go to this place. Like he'd recommend where to go with that form. So, but then I, it took me the first scan or two. And then I was like, I don't really like that place. And like the people were quite cold and they don't speak to you during the scan. I don't know if it's different in the UK. You'll have to let us know. But in Canada, I've really not enjoyed my scans. They, I don't think they can legally tell you'll be much about what they're seeing anyway but you know a friendly hello and how are you doing would be nice but I I really didn't like the place I was going for that reason um and then I thought my friend was like well why don't you just go somewhere else what's a different one yeah there's loads Uh uh-huh so you have (laughs) that flexibility right like you can choose which lab to go to you can drive a bit further and go to a different scanning you know to, to, to go to a different technician that someone else recommends is really good so I do like that about Canada that you can kind of yeah choose where who you work with and your experience can be chosen a bit more which is yeah I think I'll agree with you on the scan and the the, you get extra scan you got an extra scan here as well so you got almost like your dating scan which is like seven weeks or eight weeks you don't get that in the UK your first scan in the UK is your 12 week scan which I just think such a long time 
Yeah, to wee. you're not feeling baby. You're not feeling anything. So you're just kind of, are you good in there? Like, am I even pregnant? Like, did I get this right? Like, <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I ended up, in saying that, I ended up getting a seven-week scan with Brody because I started to get pains and they, they were worried that it was oh. like an ectopic pregnancy. So, okay. um, so I got the seven-week scan with Brody. Um, it wasn't obviously everything was good. I think I had like a small cyst or something. But yeah, normally your first scan, the first time you get to see your babies, the the twelve week scan. So it's actually really nice here, where you don't have to. You maybe find out at like four weeks or five weeks, and then you've maybe only got a couple of weeks or three weeks to wait until you get that dating scan, and you can see their heartbeat and you yeah. can see that they're there, and so that's really nice. But I will agree with you on the. The twelve week scan, especially, um, it's they don't they don't want to give anything away. Whereas I guess maybe I don't know with Glaswegians anyway. Glaswegians are like way more chatty, so you're just chatting away to like the nurse anyway, even yeah. though she's not giving you any information. But you just feel a bit more comfortable. Yes, um, I definitely got that vibe as well. Yeah, like she wouldn't really even turn the screen, and I was just staring oh. at the ceiling for like an hour. Like, oh, that's not I don't, nice. Oh, this is horrible. No. Yeah. yeah, I think it's us. I, I think it's true though. Like, we're such chatty kind of people, and we, we just chat we'll walk anything. in the room and just be like, "Hiya!" Like, "Oh, I'm so excited for this scan. I've been looking forward to it." And, da, 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 da. and she's just like, "Take a seat." <laughs> like, oh, okay. Totally. So. Yeah, yeah, but and then you obviously have to pick your. Again, you don't have, so you're in the UK, you're told what hospital you're delivering in and then you'll you'll be assigned a, a midwife or a, a, an OB or anything from that hospital. Whereas, so for me, living in like North Burlington, I had the option of delivering at the hospital in Burlington or I had the option of delivering at the hospital in Oakville, which is the city along, closer to Toronto. Mm. And... For me, it was like 10 minutes either way. Like I was driving downtown to Burlington or I was driving 10 minutes along Dundas to um, to Oakville. So I'm like, look, go- you're like Googling reviews of like obstetricians. <laughs> yeah. What to- so I decided that I was going to do Oakville anyway because I just kind of heard better. I'd, like first hand experience, I'd heard better things about Oakville. But then it's like, I need to pick an obstetrician. My, G- yeah. my, my GP's like, let me know which one you want me to sign you up for and I'm like okay it's really weird googling reviews like Yelp reviews for obstetricians so yeah and it's it's yeah it's like word of mouth and reviews yeah that's so that's so different so you don't get a choice in the UK you kind of just get assigned the hospital you get assigned the doctor which again there's more flexibility here I guess you get to choose kind of thing so yeah and then but then as well it could it could come with a little bit of overwhelm because there did seem to be so many different options it's like do you want a midwife do you want obstetrician do you want to work with a doula like that's a whole thing too so I was like I don't know what's the best thing I I have no idea I knew that I wanted to deliver in the hospital um it's Port Perry it's this tiny little town and it's such a close-knit kind of feel and I know a couple of the nurses in there already and you could have like the whole delivery floor to yourself and have all these nurses so um looking forward to that but yeah if there was god forbid anything that went wrong during the birth then they have to send you to a bigger hospital so the the yeah you have to kind of weigh up the options for that but yeah, yeah and then midwife versus obstetrician you have that choice in the UK too right yeah yeah and in Scotland I don't know about England but um and actually it might be different in different parts of Scotland as well in in the area in Glasgow it was you're either on the green path or the red path and green path is midwife led and red path is obstetrician led so so it depends on how your pregnancy is going really yes and I had a kind of suspected hip fracture when I was pregnant with Brodie which turned into absolutely nothing it was the most (laughs) bizarre thing Uh, so I was so I was originally put on the red path and I was assigned my doctor Dr Thompson he was lovely he was at um, the RAH in Paisley still remember him very fondly and he even said to me way down the line like you can go green path if you want like there's nothing wrong with you you've got a perfectly healthy pregnancy here and I'm like nope I want to stay with you yeah. But going kind of red path, obstetrician-led, you're more kind of, it's maybe more likely that your birth could be, there could be interventions um, rather than kind of going a bit more naturally. Um, and that's kind of what happened with Brody. I was in labour for a long, long, long time with Brody, And I walked in going, 
hey guys, I'm hypnobirthing. I'll, I'm, just gonna <laughs> yeah. my, I'm just gonna need my music in the corner and I will yeah. be good. And they were like, okay. And as the time went on, I'm like, I'll try the gas and air. I'll try it. And then, and then did the morphine. And then I was basically t- 12 hours in labour and I hadn't dilated anything. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to need the epidural now. We're going to have to do that. So I went the full spectrum. And then Brody was born in theatre with forceps. So it was a whole thing. Um, but I'm glad that I was obstetrician-led because there was all those kind of things happening. So... Um, but it can be quite overwhelming. When it was time for your daughter, then you just knew you would probably just get another obstetrician because you'd had a good, a good experience. had a good experience, so, yeah. yeah. Anyway, even though the birth was really long and there were interventions and everything, I just feel, for me personally, I was like, I'm in the best hands. If anything goes wrong, I'm in the best hands kind of thing. So I just knew I was going to go with another obstetrician. And it turns yeah. out that my obstetrician in um, Oakville... She studied in, in Edinburgh, so oh, she was wow. Canadian, but she'd like studied or she. Oh, that's nice to bond over something and have that relationship again. She's like, "Oh my God, you're Scottish!" So <laughs> we had some nice chats, and then she didn't deliver um, Midden, but it was the girl and it was the other OB that was in her office that delivered oh. her. Midden arrived five minutes after I got to labour and delivery ward. I basically slept through contractions. And oh, um, they say that with the your second is quicker. Um, so that was a bit of a, a panic walking in going, are you telling me that I need to push this baby out with absolutely no drugs? That's what's <laughs> going to happen here. Wow, you could have stayed at home and like been in the pool. and. Honestly, five minutes later and she would have been born in the car. On, oh, it's, wow. Yeah. Did you see think. that video of the couple that had a baby on the 407 on the toll, the highway? No. <gasps> Watch it. It's amazing. So the dad's just driving like buck 50 on the 407 and um he's on the phone to 911 and he's like we're having a baby and then she's like pull over and then the baby's just like out on the 407 and then they got a free free um free 407 for life <laughs> that's <laughs> so, so worth it that's hundreds like, that's like thousands of dollars worth of tolls that they've now so- they've saved to just like high five your child like yes <laughs> that's yeah, so worth it video. <laughs> yeah but I'm going with an obstetrician um but yeah obviously I agree it's like they they are the best you know clinical medical person to be in the room and then I just that's why I like I'm working with a doula as well which I like you can kind of mix and match here a little bit yeah. and um yeah she's gonna bring more of like the hippy dippy like breathing and hypnobirthing techniques and yoga and she's gonna like cuddle me and like tell me you know breathing things and so I kind of have a bit best of both worlds planned anyway yeah so I, and I like yeah that. that's yeah and you can I guess you get that in the UK as well like you still I still had midwives in the yeah. UK in the ward in the ward with me uh, and I still had the doctors too so I guess there's not much of a difference in that sense and even coming in with Mirren when I was like I need to push and they're wheeling me through to the room. And then I'm like, I don't want to push. I'm scared. <laughs> so I had a midwife yeah. in my face going, do this. And then the obstetrician at the bottom of me. So the one thing that I would say the UK is better with is your health visitor. when you After you've had the oh, baby. Afterwards. And the health visitor comes at regular intervals for weeks. Wow. Uh, that doesn't happen here. Right, you're kind of on your own. That's why the doula is good as well because there's always postpartum visits kind of absolutely. built into that. But you're absolutely. paying for it. You know, it's a $1,000 plus. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that's and that's probably just obstetrician-led in here because I didn't go midwife. I'm sure if you went midwife, you would probably get that aftercare as well here. But I didn't. So I literally had my six weeks checkup at my, my obstetrician's office and that was it. But it wasn't as much of a big deal for me because I'd had the health visitor thing before and I had my, she was my second. So I wasn't, you're definitely, you definitely have this, this is us now just getting into a motherhood chat rather than a Canada chat. But <laughs> there's definitely, you definitely are very anxious. I think there's a lot of anxiety around having a baby for the first time. Um, and that's not as high when you've got your second. So there's whole right. there's other things Naturally. to consider. You've got more different mum guilt about spending time with your first and your second and but that anxiety level isn't there so that wasn't as big a deal for me but that I would I remember thinking god 
oh, it would, it would, it'd be quite nice to have that health visitor coming out to check you, but you don't get that here. So yeah, and the added the added thing of you know being away from Scotland, being away from England, being away from your parents, and so that that whole aspect of it as well. I feel like I, I mean, my parents are going to come out. Um, it's so hard to know when to book the flight because it could go earlier, could go late, but they've kind of guessed and they've got flexi flights, so we'll see. Uh, but they're going to come and stay. So, do they want to be here straight away for the birth? They want to be here when you're like for just after you've given birth, yeah. Yeah, we're aiming for two weeks after just so that I can kind of get into the swing of things and me and yeah. Isaac can figure out what parenthood looks like and as, as a married couple and kind of get into a routine and then yeah. they'll come because, yeah, it's not like your parents live around the corner and they can pop in for a little bit. So it's like you're staying in my house. Exactly. Two, that's a lot. So, exactly. um, yeah, it's going to be a bit intense, but I think I will enjoy having them with me because, yeah. yeah, it'd be quite isolating living abroad and going through all of that postpartum and yeah you're totally right though it's like a completely different landscape to when your mum can just pop over at lunchtime and and take the baby for a walk so that you can have a nap versus their visitors and guests in your house and you're still trying to figure out all this it's I had my mum and dad are divorced and I had my mum visit um so Mirren was born in June last year and my mum visited August and then my dad visited like September but so that was like a good almost two months so of having guests in your house when you've Oof. got yeah that's yeah so it's, it's a it's a different it's definitely a different landscape when you're when you're over here and you don't have that family just around the corner or a 10 minute drive away or whatever yeah it's been in the back of my head and I know it's in the back of the head of a lot of people that move abroad and you know in your 20s and you then you meet someone and then you get married and then you always have that in the back of your head like oh when I start a family it's going to be so sad like it's such a sad thing and I've never you know I've always known that it's just one of those things you're so guilty because it's their first grandchild and they're going to live across the world from them and you're just going to live on FaceTime it's not the same but you know, there's really nothing that we can do about it. You know, like you said, all the benefits of living in Canada with your kids that you've seen and you got to do what you got to do for your family. It's just one of those yeah. horrible sides of immigration. But just have to come out more and more and visit us. <laughs> Absolutely. Now that we're over COVID as well, people can travel more. Yeah. And, but yeah, that's it. You've got to, I think if you were to think about everything that you were leaving especially family and friends you would never go anywhere you would never do anything so it's different it's different once you start having a family of your own and that's your wee unit like that's not a nice thing to think about that they become your they're your people and they're your main priority um and I do think as well like I do sometimes go oh Brody like Brody if his little friends are talking about his gran or and mm. he's like well, my gran's in Scotland or my grandpa's in Scotland or it's not nice it's to hard. think about but ultimately I feel like we have we've made the best decision for them to have the best life so yeah yeah they're yeah. always a flight away it's expensive and a lot of long time but they're always a flight away and um, it's like a six hour flight it's like we're it's not like we're in Australia yeah. And it takes right. a day to get there and yeah, yeah. it's so, but um, that's definitely next on our list is to get back to Scotland as well because we've not done that yet. So we, we're Has definitely... Mirren gone yet? No, she's oh. eight months so she's never gone. We'll definitely try and go before she's two so that she's still free on the flight. <laughs> yeah, oh bless her. Yeah, that'll be really fun and um, everyone can meet her and yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much, Ashley. This has been wonderful. I love the chat. This is so, I found it really, really helpful as well, just myself. So if anyone's listening and um, yeah, has any questions, reach out. I'm definitely going to post a lot more content about my experience so far being pregnant in Canada. Um, but yeah, having that UK comparison was was so interesting. I'm so happy that we could explore that. That was great. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Perfect. Well, have you got much rest on for the rest of the day or...? I think I'm going to head out for a walk. Mirren's awake. I can hear her. I heard uh, Steph rushing up the stairs there. So. Look at her there. She's just perfect timing, Mirren. Thank you so much. <laughs> so we'll get her changed. We'll give her a bottle and we'll get her wrapped up and we'll go for a nice wee walk because another snowstorm is about to hit us tonight. So 
I don't know if you're in the, the area of the snowstorm, but yeah. Yeah, yeah we're going to get get it as well. And me and Isaac have our baby class this weekend, all day Saturday and Sunday. So we're hoping it's not too bad because that I really want to get that done and get him taught the things. So <laughs> it's so funny as well when you're talking about you do all the kind of the, the prenatal things and everything. And we did that. In the, in the hospital in Scotland and you learn how to change a nappy and how yeah. to wipe their bum and and again here like with, with Mirren we were like yeah we don't need to do that That's no you've got, you've got it down <laughs> at that point <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well have a great day and yeah thank you so much for, for your time and for sharing your stories with us oh no worries at all and best of luck when it comes to the wee bubba being born I will be I'll be waiting to hear what you have Thank you so, so much for listening. It would mean the world to me if you could leave the show a quick review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening from. And if you're loving the show so far, recommend us to your friends. Spread word and help us grow this exciting community. Until next time. Bye.